All right, I don't really know if this is working or not, but uh, Jeff here, I am uh, starting my drive home podcast. Um, so we'll see how this goes, how this works. Um, I'll try not to cuss and swear or anything like that. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so uh, thinking here was as I have my work day I uh, experience a lot of different things and uh, try to kind of decompress on my drive home and talk through some of those things that I've seen or heard or thought about uh, that affected my day and uh, see where this goes so um, here it goes so um, our factory fuel dispenser factory has been dealing with uh, this whole coronavirus thing and uh, We've been trying really hard to maintain our production output under all kinds of new and changing conditions. So, uh, for example, uh, we've had everyone's wearing a face mask, of course, uh, but now people got to wear face shields and gloves, and uh, we've had to redo layouts for social distancing and all these things that have changed the way we've designed our production to be. And uh, part of what we've had to do too that's really messed people up is uh, not have our fans on. So we're in Texas today. My, my car is telling me 95 um, degrees outside and that's hot. And our factory was probably, if I had to guess, uh, without, you know, it does have air conditioning, but uh, you know, uh, air conditioning is only so effective in a big factory like that with bay doors opening and closing for all the traffic we have in and out of the building so people are are hot um, and face masks do not help that uh, i have the luxury of going and sitting at a desk and taking my mask off and breathing but most of our folks don't so that's some of the challenges that we're just working through and trying to get through and, and have our people be comfortable uh, in the factory so that they could get the job done and we can stay open so it was actually a pretty good day um, we typically don't plan to work on Fridays, uh, so when we do work on Fridays, we uh, feed our people, and uh, it, it is real good. Uh, we give them breakfast and lunch. It's kind of a thank you, so today was no exception. Uh, so uh, I spent like three hours today handing out food, but it, you know I'm happy to do so because it helps make the people happy. But um, as we deal with all these adverse conditions and everything like that, People need to feel like you know the leaders care. So uh, today, I uh, you know said to my boss, "Hey, you know uh, what can we do to to show people that we care a little bit more than what we've been doing? You know, what can you do as a, as the leader for us to, to do that?" So um, you know, I went to him and I said, "Hey, it would be great if you uh, you know kind of went outside your comfort zone and uh, went around to the different areas during their." after lunch meetings and just say, hey, thank you. I appreciate you working through these adverse conditions and had a little anxiety about doing it because my boss is uh, a very stoic kind of guy, very uh, results focused, very you know strict and, and direct about how he wants things done. Um, we align philosophically um, but our, our, he's definitely have different political views than I do. He's a very uh, conservative guy and, um, you know, was kind of, uh, uh, concerned to go talk to him. So I kind of overcame that and, uh, 
know, it ended up working out pretty good, uh, and, and ended up chatting with him for a bit. But so he agreed to go outside of his comfort zone, and uh, yeah, I think uh, everyone will benefit from that. So, you know, I kind of get over the anxiety of going and talking to him. I went right after uh, I had done a little audit, and results were good. I was kind of in a happy mood, and and it really helped me kind of get through that. So I was I was pretty happy. So it's kind of a new process, a new approach. I got some coaching from my friend Neil, uh, who is a great coach, and uh, it, it helped. So um, I guess it's kind of the, the, you know, thinking from the day was don't be afraid to ask for help. And, uh, you know, if you're having trouble with an approach to doing something, try to do it a little bit different. And, uh, yeah, it was a good day. All right, second uh, little segment here. Uh, still figuring out how this works. So uh, tomorrow we're working a Saturday, which is uh, not very fun. But I've kind of just made it so that my day on Saturday, I'm going to be there for support, but not really do my normal work. So um, and trying to make the day a good day. Kind of just dedicate the day to seeing what kind of things people are struggling with, um, look for struggle, uh, which is uh, first difficult to do, but um, you know, uh, just look for the rhythm of the lines and the production lines and see you know, who's who's having a hard time or there's maybe imbalance and things like that. And so that's my kind of take on tomorrow is look for that. Um, I'll pass out lunch for three hours of my day again. Kind of make sure that my presence is uh, positive, and that I'm not doing anything and we're taxing anybody to do anything, um, but just try to help people. And I think that goes a long way in building the uh, buy-in and the support from all the frontline employees. Who, you know, they don't they don't have much say in what they do in our company. Not so much like, uh, hey, they have an idea, we won't implement it. We'll do that, but you know. Uh, they're kind of, I feel bad a lot because they, you know, work overtime and it's not voluntary. It's like mandatory overtime and they work long hours. I mean, I'm sure they don't mind the money. Uh, we got them on a 10% uh, increase right now while we're working under all these COVID-19 type uh, additional requirements. But, you know, I know some people just want to go home after 10 hours not work a Friday, work a Saturday. When you think about it, that's a 60-hour work week right there. If we don't work any overtime during the week, you throw in overtime, shoot, people are working 70 hours in some cases, 80 hours. That's a lot of time, you know, and when are people supposed to see their family? So if we could make working Saturday like a positive thing, um, then that is, that's good. I'm all, all about that. Um, so that's kind of the goal for tomorrow is make it a positive experience and uh, you know, see see how the team could uh, you know be happy. Um, so some lines aren't working, which is good. Um, they're ahead of schedule. They're meeting customer demand, so that is good. Uh, always happy when uh, some folks, but then it does create an imbalance. And I know there's people on that line that that are able to help. So kind of the thinking is like, how do you make things fair? You know. Uh, why do some areas get the benefit more than others? You know, why why do some areas get uh, you know, not 
not special treatment, but uh, you know, a little bit better treatment. Uh, and, you know, and others are just kind of stuck with because they're in that area. Should be a pain differential based on what line you work on to motivate these people. Um, we have high turnover in the factory, so something you know in, in, in those areas that work longer, we definitely see higher turnover. So there's something going on there, and I'm just not quite sure how to kind of quantify it or put my finger on it, other than you know some people just you know get the short end of the stick, and, and uh, you know maybe that's not so fair. Maybe it's just the way it is. I don't know, but I would like balance. So be able to have balance in people's lives, not only in the work they do, but you know, so try to provide a happy medium of work and and life, and, and uh, try to not have the highest hours you know, worked for people be such a huge margin difference from you know the hours worked and the lowest hours worked. there could be some sort of incentive program you know personally if I ran the factory um, I probably wouldn't be the most profitable factory uh, manager uh, I would pay people uh, for an eight-hour day every day whether or not we had that much work and if they finished early well you know they got that incentive or if they had good quality or things you know to, to balance balance it a little bit but if we were able to uh, pay people you know, and, and uh, somehow make it so that the incentive was to finish the work early, um, you know, and, and essentially get paid, you know, uh, a higher hourly, hourly rate to do so, I would be all for that. Um, like I said, I wouldn't be the best person for profit because um, I don't know that I would, you know, <laughs> be... Uh, be mindful of, of those kind of things, but then I wondered if I did do all those kind of things and tried to make it real good for people, and um, you know, had it all balanced like that, would it actually make it more profitable? Because people are, you know, respected differently, respected more. You know, it's kind of that that question you know, makes me think of Deming, and, and uh, you know, uh, if people have a lot of say in their work, and, and you, know, you take kind of management out of it. How would people manage themselves? How would people coordinate getting the work done? You know, is this layer of management that says you must do this and must do that, is that preventing us from from the involvement and engagement of people? I mean, I, I kind of think so. I kind of think that, um, you know, I see it every day. We take away the ability to, to be the problem solver because, you know, some of the leaders go and solve the problem or, you know, dictate what the problem solution will be. But then the people who are affected by the problem never really had the ability to have their voice heard, nor did they really put it forward because of their experience. I guess it makes me think of the U.S. synthetic uh, uh, culture pyramid uh, in which uh, you know, experience drives beliefs, beliefs drive, drive behaviors, and behaviors lead to artifacts. So the artifact being only leaders are the problem solvers is a result of leaders never giving the experience of people to be a problem solver and then if people can't be problem solvers then they're not going to think they're problem solvers because they're think yeah he's going to solve it for me he's just going to tell me what i need to do and i'll just do what he tells me and then they just like oh yeah well i don't know how to do that and that's their belief and so it's a vicious cycle but um you know i'm a big believer in the idea of giving someone a blank sheet of paper and say tell me what you know about the problem 
and you know the A3, the old school A3 style. I can't even stand the uh, templates for A3s. I wish that we could just, uh, you know, have the time to solve problems. But it's kind of funny that um, we have major problems all the time, and we never have, we never allow the problem to truly be studied and and solved by someone who could be coached through. Because it's not about the solution. I mean, it is getting to a good solution is always a good thing, but it's about coaching the thinking and the development of people. Um, so I, I'm just thinking about how to drive that more and see how it can be uh, a little more effective. So anyway, uh, thanks for listening. This is a, an interesting experience uh, talking and thinking while driving. So um, we'll see how this progresses and uh, take it from there. But adios.